Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. And on this bonus episode, I am joined by George Popov from Rubicon Films. Uh, he has directed three doc films around the paranormal. Basically, he calls a side world series. Welcome, George. Thanks for having me, buddy. It's good to be here. And it's interesting that you're the second director I think we've uh, interviewed. Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah. Hope to get more in, especially when it comes to paranormal. But you're interesting in a case that you've done documentary films around the paranormal. You're first in that to, to doc- documentary uh, paranormal films, stuff like that. But a quick question, I guess, to get us started off. Uh, what got you into film to begin with? Well, um, well, various things, really. I mean, like when I was uh, very young, I, I uh, especially when we're talking about the, the, the horror genre, I saw probably at the responsibly young age, I saw Alien. And um, I both fell in love with it and I was terrified by it at the same time. You know, and it was it was amazing. And um, and then and then on television, I became a huge fan of the, the X-Files, which is where kind of my interest in the paranormal came through at that time. And um, I come from a family with all kinds of artists. My, my father is a painter. My mother was an actress and my uh, grandfather, a theater director. So all these influences from, you know, the different angles. I I saw film as the art form that combined all of them. And, and I was really excited to to do something where you can tell a story, you know, while you know, be making your choices about music and actors and, and, and the, the story that, you know, from a written form as well. So um, little by little and by watching a bunch of films that I already got into ways, like how do you best tell your stories in a, in a visual way? Um, yeah, and and uh, before the Side World series as well, we we um, as as Rubicon Films, I have directed two narrative feature films as well, which are kind of like in in, in the folk horror genre, um, and that, those are kind of the ones that you know really um, we kind of earned their stripes on in the, in the kind of in the indie filmmaking a genre and universe. But um, with Side World, we 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 thought we can tell some some stories that we wouldn't have the the time to really develop as a full full um fictional um f- feature film from a narrative side but we can probably explore them from from a documentary point of view yeah that's uh pretty good and what was your, like your your first film not don't say talking about the side of the series but like your first film that you ever did uh it was called hex we did a film called hex which was um kind of like of a witch story from um you know 17th century england well, uh, you know, we shot it, you know, it was our first thing. So, so shoestring budget and we, we, you know, managed to get a bunch of, uh, costumes from the period. And, and, uh, it was, it was, uh, it was a great, it was, it was right after our, you know, film school. That's when I, I, I met my producing partner, Jonathan, which we created Rubicon films together. And, and yeah, I, th- I think the, the film for its size did, did pretty well. And a lot of people started talking to us about it and he had a really nice, um, atmosphere and um yeah it was it was it was a great little first experience to do as a as a as a debut horror film but i it wasn't even the fact that uh, we were trying to make um necessary uh something that was either more historical or, or more horror or anything like that it was it was the combination of all those different interests that we had in that in that period and in in the, the civil war in england at the time and it was it was during the kind of a period of, of witch hunts and everything that then later on translated into into America and, and in New England. So um yeah that that's where a lot of those interests come from and that led to our our second feature film after that. 
And I, I guess I'm waiting to kind of not say answer the first question, but it's since like that. But I guess it leading into my next question is since like that. But mm. uh, why the paranormal specifically for your uh, your doc series side world? I mean, it's it's um, it, the the paranormal angle is sort of inevitable uh, when when you talk about all these stories that are that are because um, some some of them are historical, some of them are more modern, some of them are from the 20th century, some of them it's 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 uh, there are so many great um, stories around this country and in every country really when it comes to its paranormal um, events that can happen, creatures and how much they're related to an actual historical fact or, or fiction or something that might have come from. You know, something comes from a long time from fairy tales, and a lot of people talk about it about a creature or a cryptid, as we would say these days. And 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 sometimes they come through into into popular fiction as well. I mean, for example, in our our first sideworld film, which we made, which was Haunted Forests of England, which came out last year now, um, towards the beginning of it. You know, we explain how there is this, uh, for example, that that those spectral dogs, uh, which are seen multiple times in in uh, parts of um, in parts of England around Dartmoor, and that was a big inspiration for Arthur Conan Doyle for the Hounds of Baskerville. So there is a there is a lot of correlation between you know actual sightings and, and paranormal events and and how they're then seen you know throughout history. And then I guess what we're trying to draw the line in, in in not draw the line but we're trying to explore that line in our films it's it's um where is where is that line between fact and fiction where does where does like the legend end and then the what what's uh, a real you know uh paranormal event start or you know what what is really a paranormal event is it just something that's our science hasn't really just caught up with uh, in terms of our understanding of it and it's an interesting point and that's what i've been saying uh through our podcast for a long time uh, is that mm. my hope for the future with the paranormal is that it gets studied uh, like any other science yeah. in the world. Like I, there's some technology we use. Uh, so I'm also a paranormal investigator on the side that we use that to help us document the paranormal. And if there was more of a lecture engineers and scientists took more, I don't know, belief in it, or at least a, a stake in it, then we could probably have better technology in the mapping and documenting um, the existence of it. But um, have you, yeah. uh, have you ever investigated? No, I'm, I'm primary, uh, primarily like a, like I see it as, um, I'm coming from the point of view of someone who's more of a like a newcomer and in, into the area of the, of the paranormal. Like I just look at the stories and I try to, in our documentary, try to tell the ones that seem the most interesting to explore from the point of view of all these uh, combining narratives or exploration of it. Although I've always been interested of maybe uh, doing it one day, but I wouldn't. You know, uh, in terms of the time we spent on is like honing in, uh, you know, my skills in terms of directing and writing. And, and a part of me really wants to know because because I really want to want to believe and I do believe, um, you know, a lot of a lot of certain in a lot of certain paranormal events and creatures. And, and, and there's others that, you know, I'm probably more uh, ambivalent maybe towards. Um, and, and I want to a part of me that does really want to find the truth. But also at the same time, there is other ones that I just enjoy the the story itself, and and I kind of leave everything else to kind of uh, you know people like you or, or or part of the viewers who are really latching onto the paranormal side of what we do, and and I think it's a wonderful gateway into more research. Um, but but sometimes there are some stories that uh, you know are, sound pretty unbelievable, or I I personally wouldn't really find the 
scientific basis behind it at, at this point, and not, not that I'm a scientist, but I just enjoy the historical pedigree that he has, or, or like how, um, or how he has affected a lot of other um, opinions or or works of art or history behind it. But there are some the, there are some paranormal things that have, while we've been filming, that just you know sometimes makes you think there there's certainly something behind this. Like what kind of paranormal experiences do you have? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's 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 difficult to say because I I don't want to. Uh, like I said, I'm I'm new, and like probably someone like you will be able to tell me. Oh, I, I know what that means. Uh, and I don't want to confuse something with with you know maybe personal moments of of uh, um, you know that can be explained by something else. But I mean, for example, when we um, there there is a story again in, in Haunted Forest Living, which was the, the first one, which the, we we kind of end the whole documentary one, which is about a. Um, a little, a little lake in, in in Epping Forest, which is one of the three forests that, that we explore. It's called the Suicide Pond, uh, which there's been a lot of history behind events of um, people killing themselves in, in in from medieval times all the way up to all the way up to uh, modern times. And um, there is a few theories of when that started and why it's happened, and there there is a uh, probably explanation behind it, which could be folklore, could be just people trying to explain to themselves what what carries with that, with the with the atmosphere of that lake. And that was such an interesting story for us, and we wanted to tell it because uh, um, there are so many ponds and 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 lakes in in that area and that forest, and no one really knows for sure which one is the suicide uh, pond. In the fifties, there was um you know a, a volunteer sort of uh, quest. Of of uh, investigators and, and and enthusiasts at the time to find out which one of the of all of them there was the actual suicide pond, and there is a retelling of a, of a lady at the time who you know remained anonymous, but you know she she wrote these letters in which she explained that she did find in you know she really believes that she has found the place, but she didn't want to disclose the location because she felt that the place was so evil and so negative that no one. She didn't want to popularize it. She didn't want people to go there and actually try for themselves because of 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 the negative energy she felt. So, um, which is a wonderful story. So we went there to shoot all of them. It was it was with the idea that you know we're we're trying to take a few shots of of the most kind of the the biggest suspects of uh, which one of those lakes might be the suicide pond. And um, I mostly felt like as as we usually film, I'm always in a very good you know mood because it's i love doing it and i'm there with the the, the crew and everything and we're we're having a good time trying to get those places and trying to get our shots before the sun goes down you know there's a bit of that and it, it felt mostly really peaceful even though it was you know very cold England in december is mostly miserable there's no snow it's just kind of like you know crappy weather um but i have to say one of those one of those lakes that we went ended up shooting at um as we arrived at it was it was kind of quiet and there was no one there. We've already probably done like five or six at that point. And um I just stopped there with my cameraman and kinda of, we looked at each other and uh, you know, the kind of the hair on my, my head like stood up and we just looked at it just seems like, Yeah, that's that's the one. That that's just just the moment you got there. Um there's something that kind of it's almost like a tingle that went up up your spine, like there was something like really um, I felt I felt like a like a deer in the forest, knowing that there is a wolf around it. If that makes any sense, you know, it's it's just um, and I I, I don't want to attribute that particularly to a paranormal experience because I wouldn't be able to quantify it as that. But I'll be lying if I say that I 
that didn't happen. It's your fight or flight instincts going off um, when mm. a when a prey or uh, another animal feels a predator sense of mind. So that tells me that if you had instant chills being around somewhere like that, that there was something there that was dark and strong enough for you to your fight or flight to basically go off into a point where you felt extremely uneasy and you felt like you were being hunted. Yeah. 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 That's the, that, that's, that's how it felt. I had a few of those situations myself, but as of, uh, I don't know, the last couple of years it's kind of gone away. Like the more you're into the field, the more, mm. um, and then with my, me and my wife's situation of what we do, uh, it, it's kind of gone away all entirely. But that would be a whole different story. <laughs> it's all about you. No, no, I, I got mean, you. Yeah. Um, so besides that point in time, uh, I'm not saying investigating, but did you ever have a paranormal experience in your younger days? Like something that really just like you saw or like had, you know, like, holy crap. No, it's it's mostly been just um, through someone else. I, I think my grandma told me a lot of stories, you know, in terms of on, on her end. I never really experienced it, but uh, um, there's been, you know, there's always been kind of like that era in, in, in our family, just like, ah, you know, we know there's something. And, and then and then sometimes something happens and you hear someone say it like nothing again, nothing personally on my side. But uh, th- there was always that that feeling like we um, we, we live right across a, a church as well. And that kind of always felt like you had like a, sometimes um on certain days, not not that I am particularly super Christian or anything, but it would just it just um, you know sometimes there'll be you know weird events like uh, there'll be a family photo of of, of someone's probably my great grandfather or someone will be on a sitting on a mantelpiece and then a, a white pure white pigeon would just fly through the window and just like you know land right in front of that picture, which that that. Never happens. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a bird expert, but I've never we never had like a bird fly into our window ever. Let alone the pigeons, which all of them in a big city, you know, they're they're mostly uh, gray, dirty looking. You you rarely ever see a white one, and that to happen, it's it's like you think like is that is that how does that work? You know, is that a coincidence? Um. So you know, your your mind definitely wanders, but I wouldn't say I've been ever chased by a demon or anything, and and hopefully that'll stay, that'll stay that way. Yeah, uh, not a fun experience for most people. Uh, your your accent's very particular, but uh, I was expecting someone from from England. The fact that all these your movies are around London, but where is your yeah. uh, your country of origin? Oh, uh, I'm fr- I'm from Bulgaria. So that uh, that city I was talking about is is uh, Sofia. So I'm from a uh, I'm from there, and then um, I've been in England probably about ten eleven years when when we, um, when we started making our company. But yeah, so. And I also probably there is some explanation maybe for for my accent as well. I have before coming to England, my first place where I kind of lived away for for a bit longer and uh, started speaking English, kind of in, in, was in Colorado. So I uh, I, I love Colorado, Colorado, and I've spent some uh, time around Denver and and uh, around the Rockies as well. And um, it'll be well if if anything, it'll be lovely to. Um, when we get to that point in Saddle, when we're starting starting telling um, American stories, I'd love to come back. Well, we have a uh, treasure trove of them. It's like oh. every, <laughs> every single state's their own country with their own stories. So, yeah, 51 absolutely. opportunities. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, forget my, what was my track of mind, sorry. Um, no worries. Something I like to do, I did it with the last director here. 
when it comes to the uh sorry uh sideways uh side world series when it comes to your, your films that you've made are there particular films that you watch that kind of inspired you to do th- that kind of i don't know docu-series and this like that yeah i mean like i usually watch more films in preparation when it comes to the our fictional work i think you know when when it came to hex and the droving my two uh narrative feature films that that was something that you know obviously is as you usually do as a writer and as a director like you try to you know not not only get too influenced but but you know watch all your favorite filmmakers and everything but um for these as well i mean like i have to say it's it's my i try to keep my preparation as well to be all kinds of uh all kinds of forms uh, of media i would say i was reading a lot more um paranormal history books and, and and that's the thing about about britain about england as well is that everything that pretty much everything that comes to the paranormal is so attached to you know historical events or to a place that's like at least you can date it back to you know 10th or 11th century or 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 um really old churches and places so you got all these connections so i'll really like read a lot of these books i'll, I'll listen to i'll listen to some folk songs from like the area of usually where we go to explore like for example without terror um our second documentary um side about terrors of the sea the, you know there was because of all the all the sea myths and legends and paranormal events we went into, like I wanted to uh, listen to old sea songs and sea shanties and, and, and really explore that. And I watched the lighthouse around that time again, uh, which, which I really like, uh, which is a crazy, crazy film by um, Robert Eggers. But um, yeah, there's a lot of films I just like, like to watch prior to game. I mean, I mentioned the, the alien series already, and that's something that I always uh, cherish, but yeah, from a, from a particularly paranormal point of view, I think there is a, yeah, there there's a few films that um, at least around Halloween I like to watch. And recently was one of my first uh, viewings of of, of um, an English uh, production uh, called Ghost Watch, uh, which is a little bit uh, underrated. And I think it's it's um, basic basically the show that was done in '92 that um, was done by the BBC actually, but it was one of the the first attempts at, at um, most like a found footage uh, genre, but because it was done live, um, they did a show where uh, they had a real presenter from the BBC and they made it look like a real talk show where paranormal investigators uh, like yourself go into a house trying to research about a possible entity. And it was all done live um, on television. And um, of course, it was all it was all made into, it was actually a horror film, you know, so everything was uh, staged, but a lot of people watching it weren't aware of that. So um, there was a panic across across England at the time, thinking that what was happening was real because things really do cr- get crazy in it. But it, but yeah, uh, it's some, it's hard to track down. Like you have to like really look for the, uh, for where it's actually being streamed, but it was a, it was a pleasure to watch again. Interesting. I never even heard of that one, but that sounds like something to watch. Oh Maybe. yeah, that I recommend it. Ghost Watch. <laughs> you you'll love it. You'll love it. It's so weird. Do you have like your favorite kind of horror slash uh, paranormal films that you particularly like more than anything else that you've seen? Like, oh, that's like one of my favorite of all time. Now you talked about aliens, but like it's like something about the horror paranormal genre that you particularly yeah like. yeah yeah. No, I uh, I, I do. Um, and uh, I love The Exorcist. I know it's a, I know it's a old classic, uh, but it's definitely something that 
I appreciate the, the 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 filmmaking part of it like more and more and more as as I as I watch it, and um, it's it's something at, at the time was such a such a change of of how Hollywood and and, and directors and everybody approached um, anything anything um, like that that he just you know ch- changed changed the genre forever. Mm. Mine is always Saw. I don't know why. I just like that was like the the, uh, the mechanics around everything. And the, the, the the puzzle always, outfit. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. no, I love I love Saw too, and I love um kind of like. Before even so, I remember like watching first Cube. I don't know if you've seen Cube, which was like another uh, kind of like a genre movie where a, a bunch of people get 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 stuck in there. Is there in, in this cube, which is a puzzle, and they have to get out. And that was a Canadian film. And then and then after that, um, a, a lot of other other a lot of other films came in. But yeah, no. So especially, I mean, I, I don't think you can be the first one. I love that ending, but uh, I think they're all they're all pretty good. Now you you took your you said your interest in uh, the movie Alien. Um, have you mm. decided or planned on possibly doing an alien docuseries, kind of like how you did the side world? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're we're probably gonna, you know, at some point we'll do it. We'll do a, a side world film that that's that's more uh, along the lines of uh, um, alien encounters for sure. There, there's plenty of unexplored. I mean, they're explored by a lot of different people, but I don't think anyone's been trying to be you know too comprehensive about it, especially. Around these areas where I am, kind of like in the south of England, um, there's quite a few interesting cases that happen. So, and um, and a couple of alien abductions as well. I've spoken spoken personally to a to a few, a couple of the more famous ones around here, uh, including Alan Godfrey, for example, which is an incredible case, and that's worthy of a film in of its own. But yeah, no, no, it's that's that's a that's a huge passion of mine, and uh, we'll definitely want to do that at some point as uh, as a part of Sideworld. Because yeah, I know a lot of things. Well, as in, I'm not saying I'm an alien advocate or like, or uh, you know, I consistently look for alien stories and stuff like that. It's a subject that comes mm. up with the paranormal, but I would like to hear stories from around the world more than just the United States because it seems like every alien a- encounter I've ever heard is comes from some part of the United States or even Canada or Mexico, like on this side of the world. It'd be interesting to hear stories yeah. from the other side of the world, like from uh, areas in, in, in England or uh, farther east. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I it's some of them are really interesting because I remember there was in Bulgaria there was a few when I was a kid. I uh, a few that, that got mentioned, and that's when it gets really interesting as well because you'll get it in some areas of the country which is super rural, and there'll be like some some old ladies, um, you know, old granny there in the, in a, in a tiny village that you know that you know maybe it's so tiny and so remote doesn't have electricity and they don't even know like the the first world wars ended like that that kind of stuff and um they'll go there with the crew and they'll be talking to the old lady about it and she'll be describing something you know exactly like out of um close encounters of the third kind without ever seeing a movie in her life you know there there's no point of reference where you can say oh you know she came up with that story or she oh she's describing you know your typical flying saucer or gray aliens or, or something and and just the language that she would use it's so kind of archaic and and, and unadorable but um it seems so honest and, and so real and that always kind of like sends chill down my spine like i was just thinking of like that you know there's definitely something happening in, in in those remote places um everywhere around the world probably and i always i always it's i want to hear like other people's stories from from parts of the world that, that they don't get that much attention because those might be more mm-hmm. compelling versus some of the stories you hear in the United States that 
uh, everyone and their dog is trying to prove that it's <laughs> real. Or, and um, yeah, exactly. I, I would like, I would like, I would be awesome just to hear something from like, I don't know, like Russia or like, not say Russia, but like essentially like the East area of the world, like China, Japan, or maybe Korea, someplace around there. Like they've seen something and they'd be more less likely to try to cover it up or at least exposing yeah. everything around it. So that, that'd be interesting to see if he did some like a series like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that'd be lovely. I, I, would, I would love to explore it. I mean, there is obviously, you, you know, you mentioned South America as well, and there, there is quite a few famous cases there as well. Brazil, Brazil as well, but yeah, there is one, there is one in Africa, man. That's, that's, you know, a whole, a whole school of children, like saw a thing like land right in the middle of their, their, uh, their yard. And like, yeah, absolutely story. Like, with so many witnesses and everything, but they just don't get that coverage because, like you said, it's not it's not anywhere um it's not Western Europe or or the states. And America wants to think that we are the uh, the ultimate say so when it comes to alien uh, experiences. <laughs> but do you have, or say better to say this, what is like one of your dream projects that you like want to do? Mm. Well, yeah, I mean there there's quite a few, but on the on the topic of of of, of what we're doing here and a topic of sidewalk, like I would really love to, it, it was something that to me was, was a bit new from, from, you know, started thinking about maybe a year and a half ago when we started planning it, knowing mainly, mainly fictional stories and going into documentaries was like an area that I was like, well, well, well let's, let's see how it goes and what, what I can, you know, offer to the table. But it's something that I found like the pleasure in it more and more. And then like how much it kind of unlocks my knowledge about the world and about, you know, where I live and in any other places, like you said, around the world. So, you know, a project like growing several to, to a, as, as, as a brand is in the franchise to, to the degree where we can make more films. It's not just, like you said, not just England, but little by little, we can go in Europe and we can go in the States and, and, and go into so many other countries around the world where there's so many stories to, to tell in so many cases to look at and give, give the exposure to those people to be able to tell about their experiences or, or or tell the those stories. I think that's certainly a goal that I would I would like to believe it's more than just more than just a dream. And I think that you know if we do our if 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 people are watching them and people are liking what we do, I I think that's something that we'll be able to accomplish. Who would you uh, consider that like your future project? There's a future project you're working on right now that you could talk about that might be coming out soon. Yeah, I mean, like we we definitely. Uh, have um a few more films coming out this year on on the sad world end uh i can't talk about the 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 subject matter of them yet because um on on the next one we're split maybe between two that we can we can do and i i don't want to uh, i don't even want to say like oh i would have rather one the other one but but we're also working on on so yeah sad world's full steam ahead we're, we're gonna open a, a bunch of other parts of it and other um ways to to experience those stories as well and and uh that's something that we're uh, really looking forward to but at the same time yeah we're, we still write scripts when it comes to our fictional stuff and um i, I you know again i i like i like sci-fi i like fantasy i like horror i think there's a lot of uh, projects there that could happen soon hopefully that's um it's going to be even bigger and better than than our last um narrative film as well and where can most people find your films? I know, like at least you think the the Side Wars it was on YouTube, right? Yeah. So, so Side World in in the states, there's plenty of ways to 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 see it. Uh, it's on Amazon. It's on some of them might be already on YouTube. You have also Tubi, Roku channel. 
um, and and quite a few more. So if you just you know if you type Sarbold like in probably in your preferred way to uh, the streaming service, uh, it will probably be there. So then that will be the first three films, which are uh, Haunted Forests of England, Terrors of the Sea, and uh, Domination Village, which is on haunted villages in England. What was your favorite of the series that you did? I was like picking one of my kids, but you know, uh, uh, like selfish yeah. choice there. But like, now, look, any director, I think, I think it's always like the last one and the and the next one. So I have to say that at the moment, my favorite is Domination Village. That was great. It was it's the three most haunted villages in England. There's some, you know, pretty crazy stories there, and uh, yeah, it was it was very, very awesome to film and and a great, very moody experience. And I think we nailed the atmosphere on that one, like the music, the the um, artwork that we use and um yeah I, w- I was quite quite happy with that one interesting you know something i've always wanted to ask a director of horror when it comes to things because i've watched you know plenty of horror films and recently and stuff mm. like that when it comes to the story that you write about the subject so let's like take paranormal uh say demonic possession as a subject when it goes into researching the history behind a certain story that you want to tell how much of factual history that you use to tell the story versus how much of fictional history that you make up just to get the narrative moving along? That's, that's, that's a very good question. I think, I think it, look, I mean, it depends on the story uh, to me is, and I, I see that in, in films so often. And sometimes I'm on the side where they have needlessly changed something where I shouted the screen being like, well, it's such a great story. Why would you, why would you <laughs> change that? Just to, just to make it, you know, work for your thing, which is so much less interesting. So I, I, I try to be respectful, you know, especially when it comes to real people. Like if, if there's something, there must be something about the story that, that, you know, really drives you, makes you and excites you why you want to tell it in the first place. And you want to preserve that. So everything that you kind of, you have to make up, it has to be because you sort of have to adapt a real world story to the format of a, of a 90 minute film or 120 minute film, you know, like there are just some things, some things that you have to admit, you know, you know, like, 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 um, Hitchcock used to say is that film is just like life, but with all the boring bits cut out. And it's every time you do editing of, of anything, you are changing the truth, you know, like there's no other way to do it. Like you have to, by omitting some things, you're not telling the whole story, but you also want to tell a narrative that's engaging and 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 makes people want to continue watching it. So I want to be respectful. You want to tell the, the what's the core of the story, what makes it the most interesting or the most human, or what's the the theme, or what's the the nature of it. It was a paranormal horrific event. Like what's the what was the scariest part of what really made it terrifying? You want to preserve that. You want to cherish it. You want to enhance it. And then the rest is again, you put it in a package that's just that's what we learn in school is like how to tell a story efficiently. However, you're going to turn it around. Use your tool set, your your skill set as directors or writers. But uh, I I believe in preserving the the core of what makes it important. That's 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 good. I always wondered because like I've I've watched you know so many films and like I wonder like how much of actual history did they use in this or is this a lot of like <laughs> bullshit stories that if I try to look up there's nothing about it. Um, yeah, yeah. I always try to go to. It. But I think that's what makes me love. Um, we call it uh, like. Uh, first person uh a fake doc series like when people do like oh yeah the, yeah 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 like like, like the mockumentary stuff yeah. yeah the yeah. handheld camera like point of view stuff like that that always oh, I, it, I love it that makes it feel like you're in the story like you're in part of it and it makes it more realistic so they give you get away with a lot of things in it but the more outlandish to go with the story it kind of takes me out but 
I always like I'm, those I'm, I'm with you on that movies. one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm with you on that one. I say it's like uh, obviously Blair, which is the one that kind of like started that as a, as a famous trend, and that that's really well done. But uh, um, I I have a I have a like again like um underrated maybe um uh, kind of proto Blair Witch Project version of that, which is uh, an alien story that I love, and I watched it the best way possible. It's called um alien abduction incident in lake county which is which in in of itself is is sort of like a remake by the same director who did the uh, one that's called the mcpherson tape which is the story about the family during th- thanksgiving somewhere in looks to me like the northern states because it was like a pine forest and everything and it's all about an alien abduction of, of that family and it's all done handheld just like you say it's so realistically done and, and yeah you know the, the acting's quite believable and um as I, I was quite young when i was watching it it was on some cable channel late at night and it just started it doesn't have any you know doesn't have any uh titles or didn't come up with anything before that and so i thought it was real i thought it was real and he scared the heck out of me i was just like i thought a real family somewhere in the states was being kidnapped and someone found this thing and, and uh, <laughs> uh made a huge impression i mean i i i've loved it ever since so it's a little apocryphal thing, but some it's like, you know, it's like a hush hush thing. It's like, oh, you've also seen it. Oh, wow, that really, really messed me up as a kid. So I do recommend if you can find it uh, to to watch it if you like uh, found footage stuff. And there was um, other film yeah. that I watched the same kind of style. It was a family that was camping in the uh, the hills of actually front front of where I live right here in North Carolina, um, mm. but up in Asheville in the Brown Mountains where we had the legendary Brown Mountain Light. And they were camping up there, and the same thing. The kid had a camera because right. he had some kind of autism that he needed a camera. It kind of it was like his way of stemming or keeping calm or something like that. And he was videotaping everything. And it went from them like camping to them being abducted to like running from the aliens and hiding out with some like uh, some uh, redneck guy in the woods. And and <laughs> and it went from that. It was, a, it, it was it was also it reminds me of that kind of same thing. But it I forget what's like uh, like the the brown mountain lights. Uh, alien abduction or alien abduction or something like that but in in the same gotcha. vein and it, it it looked like it was low budget like someone like somebody not so well known i didn't know recognize any of the actors in the in the those are the know. best for that like yeah. it's, it's <laughs> like i i i think i think they're the best when they're low budget you don't know anyone and just like something that you can actually find i think it i think it breaks the immersion when they try to do too much with it like you said it's do something goofy or you start seeing like like obvious visual effects it's like ah oh, that that you know that doesn't seem real but Something like that, man. Like, no, I'd love to watch that one. That sounds that sounds great. And uh, there's some good Bigfoot ones as well. That is, uh, and uh, called an infamous subject. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's funny we never talked about it particularly on the the podcast itself. Um, gotcha. I've seen a few things. I've listened to a few episodes and stuff like that. I'm still kind of on the fence. Not a hundred percent on the fence about it. I'm kind of leaning to right. might exist or it most likely does. But it's yeah, it's interesting. I've never watched any actual. Like found footage style films surrounding Bigfoot, though, but I'm pretty sure there might be. There's a there's a couple of small ones, but yeah, absolutely. But in terms of the the subject matter itself, like yeah, I was I was for a while wasn't really. Again, I just like the stories and I like like all the folklore with 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 the Native Americans and everything and all these stories there. So there 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 is there's a there's a fellow podcaster as well of yours that that's um I think the podcast called something like the Sasquatch Chronicles. 
it's uh, basically every every episode is an interview with another eyewitness. And, and I tell you, man, some of them are quite compelling. Like I, I wasn't sure to begin with, but uh, a friend of mine introduced me to it. And when you start really getting into former cops and military men and people who have like really nothing to gain by telling the stories, telling how they saw something and you know they 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 you know they pissed themselves and they they run away and like those big huge men like that nothing you know can scare them like like and and you can hear that in their voice it's like like man are you you're either an al pacino level of a actor there or or something really did scare you there um so there's some there's some compelling stuff i think i know about uh the bigfoot crowd but um bigfoot uh, society is the one that's like I guess we associate most with when it comes to that information. I usually go to them gotcha. for any Bigfoot information, but when, uh, when we ever have your plan to do the episode, but we kind of brought Bigfoot in for a few subjects here and there, but no, 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 did a it's, full it's, episode. It, I mean, it's interesting there as always, because like when you talk about the paranormal, like there's even from what I've heard again, I'm not an expert, but from what I've heard in, in their community, there's also kind of like a split between kind of the, 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 the monkey people that it's a, it's a form of, and you know it's like that that scientific group and then there's the other ones who say yeah but there's all the paranormal things that happen around bigfoot and they think of it as more of a paranormal event which again to begin with to me sounded like that 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 half of the people were wrong but then the more the more i listened and the the, the more that sound started sounding more compelling because there's a lot of unexplained things and they see a lot of orbs and lights you know connected to bigfoot and mind speak and all kinds of stuff that you're like well th- th- surely this can't be real and then but um there's more and more stories that make you think there's something fishy there and it's it's just not just a giant hairy creature that somehow no one's spotted like there there could be something else about it but that that's so weird to me that i wouldn't even know where to begin my small theory on bigfoot and i remember i mentioned this in a few other podcasts mm. where we were talking about bigfoot bigfoot specifically but I, I remember I always say that to understand this theory, you have to believe another theory in order to for me to explain this one. In a sense yep. of, you have to understand about the Anunnaki, um, about how they possibly created humanity and stuff like that. So if you take that subject and apply it to what I believe about Bigfoot, I believe Bigfoot is a failed experiment of the Anunnaki when they were trying to figure out the human and he was just like, ah, this one's too big. It's dumb. It isn't what it's talking about. Let's, let's throw it out. Yeah. And they threw it out into the woods thinking they would just die. But then obviously evolved and became its own species and reproduced. And now it's, you know, all secretive hiding and stuff like that from man. And uh, that was like, that's a plausible theory of how they got here. Most people think they're aliens from another dimension, that they just come here for whatever reason or this and that. But most animals that we know exist, we've never really seen in wildlife because they hide from humanity. So mm-hmm. it wouldn't be too far fetched for a Bigfoot yeah. to hide from humanity, knowing how dangerous we are. So, yeah, no, uh, it does. It does seem like a, like some sort of a prototype, doesn't it? You know, for for what the human should be. Sounds like a subject for your next uh, doc film. Who knows, man? Who knows where it takes us? But it's uh, it's an interesting one. Well, um, I appreciate the time. I just looked at the time we're going. So where I know we talked about where people can find the films, but uh, where can everybody find you and your social medias around Rubicon Films and Sideworld and all that? Sure, yeah, yeah. Like uh, on 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 Twitter is a good one um, at Sideworld UK. You can find the Sideworld account. Also, we have a Rubicon account, which is uh, at Rubicon Films UK, and I'm there somewhere as well, which is I'm uh, at the George Popov, 
And same thing on Instagram and on Facebook, you'll be able to find us too. Uh, or you can just uh, Google Sidewall, then you'll be able to see a bunch of stuff about us, articles, things. And uh, yeah, we, we have a nice little healthy community that we're building little by little with people, all kinds of interests, a lot of uh, paranormal people there, a, a lot of uh, history and folklore people there. Everybody's um, kind of hanging out. So yeah, come and, come and join us and uh, enjoy the movies. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming on and uh, talking movies with me. <laughs> No, thanks, man. Uh, thanks, man. It was a pleasure. Uh, um, nice little chill combo. Always, always appreciated. So, uh, yeah, take care. Thank you. Thanks for having me. As always, we'll catch your widows in the next one. What's up?